who knew that in 2023, one of my resolutions or one of the goals that I'm setting would be to drink cacao every day? What a weirdo. Never drink cacao after 2pm, as I've already found out. (laughs) Hello and welcome to Season 3 of Only Human, the podcast which is all about saying out loud what we're finding tough right now. Plus sharing advice and tips on the things that are helping, taking every day just one step at a time. So happy new year, everybody, if I'm allowed to still say that. I mean, we are eight or nine days in, aren't we? So listen, did you make resolutions? Did you have big grand plans for what was going to change? What was going to be different about your life, your lifestyle, your behaviours, your habits, the good ones that we want to usher in, the bad ones that we want to obviously get rid of? Let me ask you a question. How are those resolutions doing for you? If you're still on track, congratulations. I'm guessing you're probably one of very few. If they're on the floor or in the bin, fear not, because resolutions for me have always been quite tricky. And I think a lot of the time we are really doomed to fail with them because we don't give them enough context, structure, detail uh, in order for them to actually stand the test of time. So... As I say, if your resolutions have not gone particularly well, I've got some tips and advice within this episode of the Only Human podcast that's going to help you to pick them back up again, dust them off, and actually give them a chance of lasting. So, new year, new beginnings. Number one, stop saying resolution. Let's let's call this um, a goal. Let's call it planning. Let's... Maybe if the language works for you, you can call them non-negotiables. For some, that's a little bit too rigid. For some, that's, you know, the title that you need to put on it in order for that change to last. So resolution, if that doesn't work for you, if all you've done all your life since making resolutions is break them and not be able to stick to them, then that's probably a negative anchor. So let's get rid of it. Number two, have a positively stated outcome. So if your resolution was to stop smoking or to stop eating chocolate, then then actually that's going to be twice as hard because you haven't really given yourself anything positive to aim towards. And uh, we always want to look forwards as much as we can. So let's absolutely um, state our goals positively. Number three, give specific detail. So the specific detail are those great, open, but very simple questions such as how, when, where, why, with who. So once you start to colour in the detail and add context to your goals and start to pad them out, then all of a sudden what you start to see is a more vivid picture. It makes it more real. You start to actually, you know, which is useful in a sense, is you start to see what the barriers might be that might stop you from achieving these goals. So more detail, the better. Ask yourself those very important questions around all the details surrounding your personal goals. And if you've got more than one, then do it for them all individually. And that all of a sudden is going to help you become far more connected to the goals that you're setting yourself. 
my goals for 2023 are around um, meditating more. Actually, I just think that that's the the thing that will incorporate all the other good things that I'm doing. I mean, exercise is a token one. I've moved house recently. I literally live near a, a gym, um, so I know I'm going to get in there. I did it yesterday. I was sort of between workmen coming in and something that I had to go and do, and I was just like, I've literally got an hour. I can go and do this. I think it was, I don't know whether it's a hit class or something, but I was doing aerobics. I've never done aerobics in my life, but I was there at the back of the class literally grinning because I, <laughs> I don't, my rhythm's not bad, but I mean, wow, they really demand a lot from you. And uh, of course, it was a class full of women. Um, so I, I felt a little bit like on my own at the back, but uh, that was enjoyable. Anyway, I've digressed massively. Uh, spirituality, I just think that I know that it works for me. I know how much I, I receive from uh, the act of meditation um, there's, it's not just meditation as well. Like my expectations of myself would be to meditate at least once a day, uh, but but twice would always be sort of preferable. Um, but also, I've recently went to a retreat, uh, which has really left the mark on me. And um, they 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 did a cacao ceremony. Um, so a lot of you will think, yeah, hot chocolate. All right. So what's spiritual about hot chocolate? <laughs> I didn't realise that cacao actually um, has like amazing properties. You'll have to look into this, and uh, I'm not an expert yet anyway, but I bought some cacao, and basically uh, I drink it every day, and it really is uh, amazing for giving you energy. It's supposedly meant to open your heart, and um, yeah, as I say, you have to look into it, but I feel like I've discovered something that's really interesting, and uh, on the retreat, I know like I, I, I laid there when we were sort of meditating, they were doing all the sound barving and things like that. Um, and I, I definitely cried for about an hour, <laughs> which I must have really needed. I wouldn't say it was solely down to the cacao. Maybe it, it sort of found me in a moment, but it was certainly um, it was certainly an important factor in it. I came home from the retreat and I was... Um, I was drinking the cacao before bedtime. <laughs> Again, mistaking it for hot chocolate, which there is a real distinction. And then one night, I, I woke up bolt upright, which I never do. I sleep like a log at about 1am and I did not get back to sleep till about 5. And that was the cacao. That was, it was coursing through my vein, doing whatever it does. And it had just given me such like alertness. And I was, I sort of went on the WhatsApp group for the people that went to this retreat and um, was like, Am I, you know, well, does it have this effect on you? Because I, I don't want to do it if it's going to stop me from sleeping. And I was like, you don't, don't take it after 2 p.m. Don't, whatever you do, don't drink this cacao uh, after 2 p.m. So cacao, who knew that, that in 2023, one of my resolutions or one of the goals that I'm setting would be to drink cacao every day. <laughs> Time to go back to my tips on how you can become a better version of yourself in 2023. Number four, absolutely make it realistic. If your goals are a sudden change, then they stand less chance of happening. Don't get me wrong. Some people might find themselves in a situation where this change has to be imminent. However, if you have the luxury of being able to change gradually, a more relaxed pathway into the changes that you wish to make will absolutely help them to stand the test of time. Maybe you can divide your goal into 12 steps, you know, monthly. Where would you like to be with it at the end of Jan? Where would you like to be with it at the end of Feb, March, April? 
that's a really good way of instead of setting yourself a bit of a mountainous task of this has to be immediate, I have to go from never training to training five days a week, um, then then again, that's, that's going to be really difficult, isn't it? Whereas at the end of January, if I get myself to training once a week, end of Feb twice a week, end of March uh, three times a week, then actually there's nothing scary about that, is there? So it makes it much more realistic, much more achievable. And if our goals don't frighten us, then generally I think that that's always a good sign. Number five, don't keep it to yourself. Otherwise, you give yourself a backdoor. You give yourself the ability to hit the self-destruct button and just disappear out of your goals and offer that path uh, because ultimately you haven't told anyone, so nobody's going to hold you accountable, least of all holding yourself accountable. Let your friends and your family know. That does also ensure that they can support you and help you to achieve your goals. My friend told me a goal of his this morning that is wrapped up in poor health. And I now know that every day I can just send a little message to say, like, have you managed to do what you needed to do or said you was going to do? I can help him to stay on track because he let me in on what it is that's going on for him and what he needs to do or what he plans to do. It just adds another layer of motivation, doesn't it? And as I say, it gives you the ability to be supported, encouraged by the people around us. Number six would be to not expect perfection. Since when have we ever set a goal and followed it perfectly? I think when it comes to habit creation, um, I've read a great book called Atomic Habits, which I've mentioned before in a previous episode, uh, and that's by James Clear. Generally, I think it's very human for us to miss something one day and it might be for a million reasons and sometimes things do just come out of nowhere and mean that we can't do what we plan to do that day so that's that's pretty normal but let's make sure that it doesn't go into two days uh, of of an absence of what it is that you're trying to achieve and again when it comes to creating habits that we can sustain then what you need to do is reduce the amount of whatever it is that you said you were going to do on one particular day, but still do something. Instead of that hour walk, maybe walk for five minutes. It still means you perform something that is taking you towards your goal. The important thing is, is to always be transitioning towards something and not standing still, or at least definitely avoiding going backwards. So Emma, that's enough of me banging on about what I think I know about habit creation. You've got some messages, so let's hear what everybody else has to say. Okay, so the first one is from Dave Berry. Absolute Radio is Dave Berry. Hey, Jeff. Now, I'm a little bit ahead of the curve with my New Year's resolution because it often is to try and cut back on my alcohol consumption. And since September... I've not had a drop. I'm really rather pleased with that and I do plan to keep it going into 2023. However, here's my thing. I have replaced the occasional beer and glass of wine with about 40 tonnes of cake. Um, How can I also give up eating so much cake into the new year? Thanks, Jeff. Lots of love, my friend. Yes, Mr. Berry. Firstly, 40 tonnes is excessive. I definitely recommend reducing that, uh, maybe to a little sliver instead of a slice. A little sliver never hurt anybody, as they say. Uh, secondly, I always I always think that when I reach for a tub of Ben & Jerry's, which is maybe the equivalent of what it is that you've said is your new vice, I don't know. I always think and suspect that 
what I really need is a little cuddle. So next time you want some cake or get that hankering for a slice, what I would say to you is reach out for one of your family and say, I think I need a little cuddle. Just try that and see whether an actual cuddle, better still would be a, a group hug, and see if that actually takes care of you wanting a little bit of cake. It, it's a nice idea. And at the very worst ways, you, you get a slice of cake and uh, you get cuddle from your loved ones. If you have any advice on the topics discussed in today's podcast, then please do get in touch. You can contact me directly at only.human at absoluteradio.co.uk. I'll be back with more tips after this. Okay, let's go back to my tips on how you can achieve your goals for 2023. A lot of people struggle with this, and I don't know why, but number seven is to reward your achievements. So if you're setting particular goals for a month or for a particular week, you have every right, no matter how small you tell yourself it is, to recognize that achievement, to feel good about it. When I say recognizing achievements, I actually think there is some real science behind, uh, even if it's telling someone what you've done and getting a high five or getting a well done at the very least, you know, you can reward yourself with something that, that, that feels like a treat. You can buy yourself something, whether it's just a bar of chocolate or anything that makes you feel good. Um, allowing yourself to be rewarded, to celebrate the wins and not let them go unnoticed actually encourages you to do more of the same because it feels good, right? And I'm sure someone would tell me that knows more than I that it releases some kind of endorphins uh, when you do that as well. Number eight, use affirmations and gratitude to reinforce your goals so we can tell ourselves, even though it hasn't necessarily happened, that we're an athlete or that we are incredibly fit. So affirmations are a way of ordering what you want off of life's menu. Gratitude is obviously a way of thanking it when it's happened. And by the way, you don't need to just do gratitude for things that you have actually achieved. You can be grateful for things that you want to happen in the future. So I would say I'm grateful for my meditation today, even though I haven't done it yet, but I'm grateful for it. And you know, I think that that makes it far more likely to happen because I've already put it in mind, those 30 minutes I need to actually just stop thinking and spend a little bit of time with myself. So this next message is from Katie. Her first tip is to make sure the resolution can be graduated. Instead of saying, I'm going to exercise four times a week and eat super healthy, exercise once a week for three weeks, the time it takes for habits to form. She then says, once that habit is there, add another step. I will prep my lunches rather than buy processed sandwiches for three weeks. Again, solidify that as a habit before adding in the next layer and so on. What do you think? Yeah, love that. Yeah, it's all about graduating it. And again, easing our way into new behaviours so that they are much more likely to sustain as opposed to going all out, telling ourselves that we've got to make a, a, a wholesale change to, to actually incorporate a behaviour that is the opposite to what we've been doing for so, so many years. Um, yeah, gradually is best. It's got to feel easy. 
Um, you know, it, there'll be elements of discomfort in what we're trying to change sometimes. Usually if we're trying to do something that's better for us. I don't know what part of us uh, likes to complain. You know, that that little whisper in your ear, uh, yeah, go on, you can, you can have it. Or just, you know, just, just stay at home today. Don't go to the gym. So we have to overcome our relationship with that voice, that second self. Uh, and I guarantee that actually when it comes to um, resolutions or creating change, that's going to be relevant for all of us. Uh, we're all going to have to have that, that battle with our inner dialogue and we're all going to have to come out on top. So number nine, these are like additional exercises. We're really going into some detail here. But absolutely, when it comes to the formation of new goals and new challenges set, write a letter to yourself. This is a great way of you creating all of the context and detail around what the goal is. But actually, it's quite personal, isn't it? Write to 2022 version of you and tell yourself why you need to make this change why it will be good, what it will look like, what it will feel like to have it, to be it, to do it. And then once you've written that letter, you can read that as a reference point whenever you feel like you are close to potentially giving up, whenever you feel like you've had a few too many days of not actually heading towards your goal, and it will bring you back on track because it will just remind you of that moment where you decided that change was what you needed, what you deserve, and what you hoped for. Lastly, um, don't put your pen away just yet because journaling is that way of reflecting on all of the things that these changes are making you feel and experience. And this, this is all gold, really. You know, to be able to feel something, to note it down, to recognize what's good and what wasn't, to acknowledge it, to note it, so that you can compare how you felt maybe at the start of February compared to how you felt at the start of January when you set these challenges for yourself is really vital and useful information. So don't deny yourself that because it's really, really great to reflect on the journey as a whole. It's a process change. It's not an overnight click of the fingers. Uh, otherwise, again, it would be far easier than, um, than, than we've experienced in the past. Yeah, to note down your thoughts, your feelings, anything that comes up because of the changes that you're incorporating. And again, if you have moments of feeling like that you are failing or you're not doing well enough or you want to stop there, then that can absolutely put you back on the right path. So this question's from Joe. It's more of a message stroke tip than no question, but she said in 2010... Her son needed a transplant, a kidney transplant, and his brother gave him a kidney. In 2013, she then made the resolution or the decision to be an altruistic kidney donor. Uh, she had a big birthday that year and wanted to give someone else a chance, and the journey was very much kick-started by her experience of what her two sons had gone through. So a massive decision for a brand new year, no regrets... And she said her tip is try one thing and keep reminding yourself it is achievable, however small or large. You will feel so much better when you've reached your goal, even if there are little relapses along the way. But it also helps to have a buddy too. It does, yeah. So we make habit packs with people um, that have the same goals as you. So that's a, that's an 11th tip, really. And thank you so much for that because... 
what we can do is find someone who wants to achieve the same things as ourselves and we can team up with them. So actually, I said before about my friend who's had a bit of a health scare. Um, he knows he's got to do a little bit more with regards to exercise and being healthier physically. I'm the same. You know, I want to train all the time so we can make a pact uh, together and I know that will be helpful to him. And actually, the, the layers of benefits then increase because you've then added a, a social element. Why achieve your goals on your own if you don't need to? And also another thing that I really got from listening to that, Emma, is that it's really not just about the feeling when you achieve your goals, even though that will obviously be incredible to sit in that sense of achievement. Actually, it can feel good the minute you take that first step towards your goal because you're on the path. You might not have ever been on that path. You might have struggled to get on that path for so, so long. But to take that first step should feel good. It should be something that you reward yourself for. It should be something you feel proud of because you did it for you. Self-kindness and self-worth must be there in order for you to give yourself the the time and the investment of your effort to take that first step. It's a big deal. So there's a lot of info uh, being thrown at you in today's podcast, and I hope that you've enjoyed that. I, I like the idea of you guys sitting there with your journals, really um, adding context to your goals, starting to really think about what it would feel like to not just have it ultimately, but to also to be on that path, to have taken that first, second, third and fourth steps um, towards whatever it is that you want to change and want to incorporate. Change can be scary, it can be tricky, but there are ways, and we've talked about them today, to make it achievable, realistic, sustainable. Um, So I really hope that you benefit from that. But as I say, I really hope that instead of just thinking, well, that all sounded good and then kind of forgetting about it, I love the idea of you sitting there and and really seeing yourself as worthy of your time and effort to plan how you would like to steer your life. Because, you know, life's a vehicle. If you're not steering it, if you're not driving it and in control, or if you're not the captain of your own ship, then who is? I also think there's an element of courage required. Change can be scary. There's no doubt about it, especially if a lot of it is happening at once, which is kind of how I feel my life looks at at the moment. I've embraced change for as long as I can remember. Um, I'm not frightened of it, fortunately. uh, And I know that when it feels daunting, um, that actually that's when you can just trust in the fact that I nearly went trust the process there, like like Mikel Arteta, the Arsenal manager. Uh, I've done really well to avoid any football references in this first podcast. And there obviously had to be one at one point. But look, if you feel a bit daunted and scared, don't feel like that's just you. No, for everybody, this is, again, battling with that resistance um, to change, battling with whatever it is about us that wants to stay comfortable. Um, So you've got the courage. Make sure you use it. We don't need to know what the future looks like. All we need to know is what our next step is. Really draw your gaze into today and the present moment on this occasion. So thank you everybody for listening to this episode of the new season of Only Human. If you like what you've heard, you can hear more episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Absolute Radio app, or wherever you get yours. And remember to hit follow so you never miss an episode. 
In the next episode, we're going to be discussing mental health in teenagers and young adults. I've got two of them. So if you have any observations, concerns and tips when it comes to navigating young minds, please do get in touch. Only.human at absoluteradio.co.uk. So until next week, everybody, take care.